Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com on the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. Please help me welcome to the stage, Caitlin and Jamie. You guys good? You're good? We are celebrating our one year anniversary. So thanks oh, for coming out and yeah. celebrating with us. Has everybody here by a round of applause, has everybody like heard it before or did you just wander? Oh, okay. Yay. So by a round of applause, who has never listened to an episode of the Bechtel cast? Oh, and you, they're all yeah. sitting in the front row. Oh, good. So we can just stare at you. Be like, actually, you wouldn't understand. This is a reference to a past thing we've done. <laughs> yeah, just a few things on top. We're probably going to mention Alfred Molina for no reason. No. Uh, for I mean, but like, I think the list of reasons not to talk about Alfred Molina is very short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know what the Bechtel cast is, or you're oh, like, yeah. hey, wh- what am I getting into? We talk about the portrayal of women in movies. We do it film by film every week. We have a new movie that we tear apart, and then our fans are like, oh, thanks for ruining this movie for us. Yeah. And today will be no different. And Hearts will be broken. <laughs> Hearts will be broken today. Yeah, so we've been doing it for a year now. We've had 52 individual different guests. They've all been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they were men, they for sure interrupted us many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There is not, uh, even the male guests we've had that are near and dear to our heart, great friends, there's been, I mean, no short of five times where you're just like, <gasps> and the patriarchy is back. <laughs> like, yeah. We're, actually, here's what I think about Harrison Ford. <laughs> you're just like, ah! Like, it's, it's been a real year. <laughs> it sure has. Also, I'm if so you, you're like, what? Bechtel? What does that mean? Is it what? I'll tell you. Who's that? Who? It's Allison Bechtel. That? And she made a test called the Bechtel test, and it requires that a movie has at least 
one scene where there's a single conversation between two women, they have to speak to each other and their conversation has to be about something other than a man. Preferably those characters have names. Yeah, we, we prefer for them to have names, just as you would in real life. Sure, uh, right. <laughs> there's, what if people, like, what if someone went back and they were like, the Bechdel cast is never, because they're only talking about Alfred Molina. Honestly, I think that Alfred Molina is an exception to the test. And if <laughs> it's two women with names talking about Alfred Molina, it still, still passes, passes the Bechdel <laughs> test. Personally, that's my belief. Sure. So all it takes, just for the record, because I feel like we get this question a lot, is it only takes two lines of dialogue. It doesn't have to be a whole scene. Just literally, hi, Caitlin. Shut up, Jamie. Passes. Done. <laughs> Easy. It's we amazing. pass it every day with that How exact... How many times? <laughs> yeah, we've had that very conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my home, you know. So that's all it takes. Uh, hey, should we bring out our guests? I think we should. This is our first time, second time... Whoa. This is our first, second time guest on the Bechtel cast. Big honor. Really a banner night <laughs> for everybody. Uh, oh, I see. Okay, it's our first repeat guest. Yeah, so this is our first repeat guest. You heard her last year on our Love Actually episode. Lots of hearts were broken because mm. that movie is garbage. Yeah, it's a bad yeah. movie. It's bad for women. It's bad for the world. Uh, <laughs> But we're so thrilled to have her back. Yes, we sure yeah. are. Should we say it in, in unison? I would love to. Okay, ready? Here. Please welcome. <laughs> hey, to hey. <laughs> Does everybody want to give a big clap for <laughs> Deborah <laughs> Digiani? Oh my goodness. Hello, girls. Hi. Good to be back. Good Hello. to see you. Hello, Hello live audience. Hi. Group of humans. I'm having a full-on panic attack. Are you? <laughs> that was a very stressful My name intro. is a lot, isn't no, it? No, we love bit. your name. It's perfect. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, and then, uh, so how are you? I'm how are well, you doing thank a quick you. check-in? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Everything's fine. I have a puffy eye. Let's move on. We were talking about... <laughs> We were talking. Don't look at Deborah's eyes. Don't look at don't my look, eyes. Don't, don't look at me. No don't eye contact. No eye contact. She'll no s- eye contact. It's in my rider. Yeah. <laughs> also, you'll turn to stone. You don't. You, can, you cannot. I'm Medusa, make. apparently. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. It's good. I think my hair looks a little better than that. But let's move on. <laughs> it looks great. But again, not what's important. Okay. We're talking about Die Hard. Woo! Oh, I mean, guys. Wait, has everybody round of applause? Who has everybody seen Die Hard? We all yes. seen Die Hard. Round of applause. Who has not seen Die Hard? Oh, wow. Right. Hey. Again, Good a bunch of people guys. in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, people are here to be seen and bullied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait, you both clapped your hands for someone who's never listened to the podcast, nor have you seen Die Hard. Amazing. Do you know where you are right now? You're lost. You know they just wandered in out of the is? cold. <laughs> There's the last live episode we did my mother was sitting in the front row and she was loudly antagonizing us for the, <laughs> for the duration of the episode. And, hi- and hitting <laughs> on our guests very Stop. aggressively. And hitting on our guests. Oh, she was there. She was like, she just kept saying, 1996. <laughs> like, just screaming it for no reason. That, no, it's 97. It was, you, I'm sorry. She, it was yeah, sorry. I am now Jill. <laughs> screaming 1997 at you. Uh, yeah, and then our friend was fl- flirting with our friend who later was like, do you think I have a shot? Oh my God! <laughs> Who was the guest? Who was she flirting with? To which, listen. Oh no! Let's okay. <laughs> I don't want to. Ex- it's triggering. Am I triggering you right now? He's my dad now, so I. <laughs> have to, my, 
he's just my actual father. Oh, so no. this podcast has ruined my life. Oh. I have a father who's my age. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, he takes me out. We play b- basketball together. It's pretty fun. Uh, so Die Hard. Die yeah. Hard. Yeah. I will do the uh, Caitlin's famous recap. All right. right, uh, And uh, as always, Caitlin's recap was made to be interrupted. (laughs) Yes. Although I I wrote something out this time and I might just read it because I didn't. I wanted this to be a really good recap for you guys. I'll fuck it up anyway. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. So the, the, the story of Die Hard. A Christmas story. It is a Christmas story. It is. A, yeah, let's yeah. put that to rest. It's a Christmas movie. My recap does start with, it's Christmas Eve. <sighs> is it? I don't even know when this movie takes yeah, place. Yeah, it is. Wait, okay, it is. It it's is Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought. So wait, yeah, I okay, wait, I already have a problem. Okay. Uh, <laughs> three words into it. Work party on Christmas Eve? Right. Seems <laughs> true. Very true. And then we see her call her kid, and she's like, you're not home on Christmas Eve. And she's like, deal with it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> passes, passes the Bechtel test, but <laughs> not good parenting. <laughs> so it is Christmas Eve yeah. in this movie? Yes. Yep. I also find that peculiar. I am already... Because 24 hours doesn't pass. Like, it's definitely... It's definitely... It feels like 24 hours passes, but it doesn't. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's probably like, the... I don't know, five hours or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just oh. a bad party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just a, If you've ever been at a shitty party for five hours, you've pretty much experienced Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> to the recap. To the recap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay, okay so sorry. It, it's <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Eve. And John McClane is a New York cop flying into L.A. to see his wife, Holly. He's got a big old bear and he's leering at women at the airport. Yeah. 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 He's on an airplane with a gun. Uh, And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm a cop. Just hanging out of a holster. Like not even properly stashed. Right. It's literally just in his pocket. Yeah, and then immediately yeah. after that, he yeah, he just leers at a woman. Yeah. So if you weren't sure if this movie was going to be about toxic masculinity, uh, yeah. the first five minutes although, although really the first clue leer in. is from one of the flight attendants. She leers at him. Oh, really? I think they, yeah, that's the first one. And I made a we, note. I wrote it down. And we hear, <laughs> <laughs> and we here at the Bechtel cast love the objectification of oh, men. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're into it. We're into it. And this is a good movie for male objectification. Sure. There's a lot of sl- Bruce Willis just... For, from a story perspective, slowly getting neuter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor, but also he is slowly getting neuter. It's true. Neuter. 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 As in <laughs> sexless. Yeah. Neuter? Yeah. He's, he's N-E-U-T-E-R. Actively castrated. <laughs> That's the uncut version. Oh, but it's cut. Oh, never mind. Stop. Let's move on. Keep going. Keep going. Seven degrees of a dick joke. (laughs) Recap. Right. Right, right, right. right. What's the movie called? I'm one sentence into the recap. (laughs) So there's a plane. There's a gun. There's a gun and a man. His name's John McClane. He goes to see his wife, Holly, uh, who's at a work party at the Nakatomi Corporation, which is a... Trading company? It, what do they do? Trading cards. Trading cards. They specialize. It's Pokemon. It's I don't know what it. It's I don't know what it it's is. It's a business company. It's night. It's nineteen eighty eight. It could be anything. It, like right. it could legitimately be anything. Mm-hmm. For sure, know. everyone's high on cocaine. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Without doubt. So he goes to this party in a giant building. I wrote down. <laughs> 
In the middle of the party, about a dozen German terrorists show up, led by Hans Gruber, a.k.a. Alan Rickman. See, this is, I'm so we'll glad get, I wrote this down. It's going so I well. I don't understand. There's like a visual reaction. When you, you said Hans Gruber, people started like sh- shifting in their seats. <laughs> like they had to change their underwear or something. They're like, Hans Gruber. Oh I don't he, get it. I think I it's really synonymous it. with a villain now, Hans Gruber. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? yeah like yeah, people yeah. are just, they're just horny I think for the, Gruber. But I think it's because Rickman like plays such a good villain, and this might be one of his first Ooh. villains. You know what I mean? Oh. So now it's, I'm just saying, oh. I don't know anything. Mm. I have a puppy eye. Keep moving. I, do- <laughs> I do not like Alan Rickman in this movie. We'll, we'll okay. get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So the terrorists take everyone at the party hostage, but they weren't counting on feminist icon John McClane <laughs> being there. And he really throws a wrench into the situation. Uh, the terrorists lock down the building, and they're trying to break into these vaults to get 640. Wait. What? What about the part where he's in the taxi? The limo? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Argyle? Look, yeah. I'm going to skip over some stuff. We're already 40 minutes into I like the, the part. show. I like that. <laughs> we've not talked yeah. about anything. We've been camped out here for three days. And, uh, <laughs> okay, there is a part where he's in a... Car. Okay, keep going. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so the terrorists are trying to get these uh, bear, bearer bonds, I think, uh, $640 million worth of them. Uh, bearer bonds. And then sure. the company's CEO, again, question mark? I don't know what anyone does. Joe Takagi, um, he's like, I'm not going to give you any information. So he gets shot in the head. Meanwhile, John Feminist Mac- icon, John McClane. John, yes, exactly. He kills this very Aryan-looking person, and then he sends... In a sweatsuit. In a sweatsuit, a gray sweatsuit. I would love to kill a man in a sweatsuit. <laughs> <laughs> right. He kills him by throwing him down some stairs, and then uh, he sends what I like to call an elevator gram to the terrorists, uh, and there's a little like, sign on it that says, Now I have sweatsuit. a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. No, ho. Oh, oh. Alan Rickman sure knows how to make a very short line last 45 minutes. (laughs) Okay. McLean's like trying to get the cops to come and no one responds until our pal, Al Powell. Plucky sidekick. Yeah. Plucky. That one. Sergeant Al Powell, a.k.a. Al Powell. Al He arrives at the scene and then he and John become best friends. They really bond. They They, really bond. Never it's a bromance, it. big time, right? And it's like via. I'm surprised a... they don't kiss on the lips at the end. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> they really connect over a walkie-talkie conversation yeah. that all of the terrorists can hear, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. they don't even try to yeah. hide it. He, at two different times, Al says both "I love you" and "It's a date." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Wow. Yeah, it's like I didn't. Remember the depth of that relationship. Big time, absolutely. They're a better match than John and his own wife. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then McLean gets his hands on the terrorist detonators. Hans throws a fit. The FBI shows up. Some explosions happen. John's foot is bleeding a lot. (laughs) I love the part where he's being very dramatic about his bleeding foot. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, tell my wife. I'm sorry. And it's like, you're fine. You're like, he gets a little like foot scrape. He's like, oh my God. I this has actually been really hard on me all night. I actually don't know if I'm going to freaking make it. Like, yeah. And then uh, finally, the terrorists are able to break into the vault to steal the bonds that they're after. 
Hans discovers that John McClane is Holly's wife. So he's like, oh, I'm going to kidnap you now. And then he takes her gunpoint. And then I forgot to finish writing the <laughs> thing. But so it's pretty we'll much the end of the movie. We don't know. We'll never know. Pretty much, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to kill your wife. And then John's like, yippee kaye, motherfucker. And he uh, takes mother, the gun. Mother, feminist icon. Right. <laughs> if he had said father fucker. <laughs> <laughs> We'd different like, story oh, toxic masculinity <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, right. i actually don't and know he, how the logic in that he's works he's taped the gun to his back to his yes. bloody sweaty back uh-huh. and somehow he's with i don't know what like he's taped it oh yeah there's, that is physically impossible i don't care how much yoga mclean does there's no way that <laughs> right. he's done that i never thought Have of that but that's tape totally... on a sweaty it's not happening yeah i'm sorry scientifically speaking yeah. Right, right, right. Because yeah, there's no there's Ugh. no tape that Come on. unless Quite he that tapey. Right. What if right. he like put it all on the ground and then like tape and laid stick, down onto stick it, sticky side that. up. Very and nice. No, that's no it. one is laying onto yeah. a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like that's insane. He's John McClane. John McClane. John McClane. He needs to save the women. You think that he's lightly planting him his torso onto a gun? Yes. <laughs> a loaded gun. What else? How okay. else, everybody? I believe it. All right. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm in. Movie magic. All right. right. So, right. That, yeah, then he grabs the gun that he's yeah. uh, lied down to in the intake. Two bullets himself. left. Only two bullets wow. left. Wow. And he uses yeah. them both so wisely. Yes. And he kills the bad guys and then saves his wife and then yeah. everyone's Al. fine. And then Al, Al gets his moment. Feminist icon Al. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. That's the movie. That's yeah. it. There we go. That's All right. It. Anyway, thank you. This has been fun. Thanks. And Let's uh, see ya. <laughs> right so wait, it. Deborah, what yeah. is your history with this movie? Now, okay, this is this movie was made in 1988, yes. right? So yes. I, I was a young person. I was in high school, mm-hmm. and it was it was a big movie. Like I think, like I remember, like it was all the boys' favorites. Everyone loved it. It was yippee ki motherfucker, like. Oh my God, at nauseum. And it, it was it was really like it was a super popular movie. And yeah. I remember like rewatching it again, thinking to myself, I liked this movie. I really did. I what? Oh no. And like it was it, it really, I was shocked to see how it really doesn't hold up. But in 1988, we loved it. It was great. The people boys still loved it. Love it. People still love it. I think people it. still do love it. I mean, what yeah. do they make 17 diehards now? Okay. Like they make five, six, yeah. five, five or six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So as recently as like what? Less three or four ten, years ago, maybe. That no, I'm making that up. Is that There's, even? I, did, I, think I don't know. At li- like less than ten years yes, ago, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, like Die Hard with, with a vengeance. Was in one. Yeah. God, you know what I mean? I like that. Long needs to chill out. Yeah. First of all, the title Die Hard is yeah. like what? What does that even mean? It's hard to I'm, die. It's for hard to die. It's not apparently. It, I've been thinking about it a lot. Okay. Have you? What, what's yes. your theory? So I was like, maybe it's they have Die Hard beliefs. Right, and then I, but then I would thought about. I was like, no one in this movie has diehard beliefs. They all seem pretty willing to just be like, oh, that person's dead. Well, I guess this is my friend now. Like, they're everyone is constant. John can't even explain why he wants to stay in New York. He's like, uh, because I'm from there, and uh. So I said, uh, fuck my wife and yeah. fuck my kids yeah. and uh, I'm not going to move. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not a diehard belief. That's no. just dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not that. People are uh, they are dying in ways that don't seem easy. 
I guess that's right. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's it. the last or German. It, what's his face? The ballerina, the professional ballerina. You know him, that one uh-uh. with the long hair. He was a, he was a ballerina. Let's Shut move on. Up. I don't mean to alarm anyone. Oh, wait, the, the, uh, yeah, it was big in the eighties. Let's move on. I think he dated Jacqueline Bisset. I'm an old woman. Let's move on. All right. Backstory. He's the one that gets hung and then lives. So he, it was hard for him to die. Then he's the one right? that comes out at the end. Oh, at the very oh, end. Yeah. Another very Aryan-looking yes, person. Yes, yeah. right? right. And okay, Scary. can we say about um, Gruber's accent? Like, he's is he uh, he's a British What's man living in Germany on? or something? Because he's British the entire time Thank until you. they speak German. It's, we were yes. saying, this. right? Kaylin yeah. and I were watching this movie the other night in her bed, as we do. <laughs> Most Snuggle. episodes, yeah. <laughs> there, no, but there's a, his his accent is is crummy. It's, it's bad. It's really, it really is. Yeah, like it's just him. I think that's is was Rickman. He was British, right? Yeah. Okay, he, so I yeah. think it was just him being him, and then every once in a while they'd be like, Psst, "You're German," and they're oh, and then he would do a German. <laughs> uh, yeah. At some point, someone would give him the old elbow. I posted something to that effect yeah. on Facebook recently, and I had no less than six men People being like, uh, actually, his accent's very authentic and good. <laughs> Here's the link to the, the thing. You're just like, I'm going to kill you all. Like, oh, they're yeah. just, just, this, I didn't yeah. even realize. We did our Love Actually episode with you. This is the second Alan Rickman Oh my movie. God, Rickman and Christmas. Oh my Rickman God, and Christmas. <gasps> what? Wow. Okay, we're going to have to do, the third one's going to have to be May he rest, but we're going to have to figure something out. We'll have to get his yeah. home well, Christmas movies or something and make fun of it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, well, and last year, like late 2016, you had to, every time we said, I think every yeah. time we said Alan Rickman, we're like, Alan Rickman, rest in paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's the end of yeah. 2017, and I feel fine being like, I don't like it, Alan Rickman, in this movie. Yeah. Rest in paradise, but I didn't like it, bitch. I did not like it. <laughs> did not like it. I don't, yeah, his yeah. his accent is super it's weird. awful. Because the German people he's with are very clearly German. Yeah. Like, they are laying it, like, they're they're German. Yeah. And then he's he could take it or leave it. Take it or leave <laughs> it. I mean, really seriously, he wasn't getting paid enough for a German accent. He's like, ugh, I'm not going to try. Right. <laughs> so I didn't bother. Scale and a half. Is, trying um, is not in his yeah, rider. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Jamie, what's your history with the movie? I only saw this movie two years ago. Uh, and I went, like, shortly after I moved here, and I lived with... This woman who was very exhausting, and she was just like, "You haven't seen the da da da," and so then she made me stay inside for a whole night and watch this movie with her and her ex-boyfriend. And I sat in between them, and then you know he left, and she was just like, "Why were you flirting with him?" I was like, "I." <laughs> I was like, I wasn't. <laughs> you made me stay here. <laughs> so I saw it two years ago. <laughs> Good. That's my whole history with that movie. Amazing. Uh, I saw it, I think, for the first time probably like 10 years ago. I didn't grow yeah. up with the movie, but uh, I've only seen Who it like... Who made you watch it? Do you remember? Like, was it your choice? Or it was did my choice. Go? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, I She's am getting liberated. a master's degree. I need to watch a lot of movies. <laughs> Wait, hold I on a second. Are you degree. telling me in screenwriting? In screenwriting from Boston University. From Boston University, you have a. What was I it? don't like to bring it up. What was? <laughs> no, but, but sorry. What was it? A master's in screenwriting. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's. Can we just give her a quick round of applause? Please. Wow. Thank you. Let's give it up so for much. her. Higher education. Yeah. Wow. No. So yeah, I was just like, I have to see so many movies, and yeah. then I just watched it, and. I, <laughs> My feelings are that it's not a bad movie. I generally enjoy the first 45 minutes of it, and then I get pretty bored of just like, oh, it's John McClane running through an empty room again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. And, then I, and he is talking to himself <laughs> talking for a to lot himself of it. a lot. Yeah. 
so yeah, um, it was always too macho for me. I think, and I was just yeah. like, eh. I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I ever saw the second one, but I know it took place on a plane, in, a, in an the airport, whole thing really, yeah, an airport, yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Well, yeah. and we do know in the second movie, this is as far as I looked into it, but we do know, uh, which directly affects how we view the end of the first movie, that he does end up moving to Los Angeles to be with his wife. Yeah. So, which is good because he couldn't explain why he was doing what he was doing in the first place. Yeah. He was just like, I'm an asshole. And so at the end, he's like, my, my wife is smarter and has more money than me, which, you know, men don't all, like it was to all admit. Very, it was all very, like, semi-disgusting, though, when he's talking to the guy in the plane about his wife. And she got a job that turned into a career like a bitch. How dare she? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's that, yeah. like, that... It, really is it's all like my little woman is working and it's 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 really 1988 like it yeah. really really is and that it's, conversation yeah. kind of carries over yeah. into the next scene with argyle where uh, argyle's like laughing at john and saying like oh you thought she was gonna like fail and then she'd have to move back and be with you yeah and he's kind of like he's like yeah uh, definitely no. argyle's like 17 i don't <laughs> think he should be a professional limo driver but yeah, whatever. does he have a driver's yeah, license i'm not sure to be honest yeah but yeah I, it's, it's really kind of gross yeah. feminist Icon Argyle. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, actually, no. He he talks about he's. Uh, what's the point where he's on the phone? He's like, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Like, yeah, I yeah, would yeah, never yeah. lie to you. I would I'm never. I'm coming over. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I've I've dated him. Yeah. <laughs> First I've lie. Dated Argyle. <laughs> so to piggyback on what you were saying, Deborah. Yeah. So there's a whole subplot. I like to call it John McClane's insecurities about Holly Gennaro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gennaro. And her career. Because he has the conversation with Argyle about how he's like, I didn't think she was going to be good at her job. And then he finds out that she's going by her maiden name. And, and she like, blames it on it, the on fact this? that it's a Japanese company or something. Right. Yeah. She's like, they're Japanese. They don't want me to be married. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know <laughs> right. what that means. Unclear. Yeah. But then you find out all this stuff about her as a career woman. She's the director of corporate affairs. I read it on the door oh, of yes. her office. Mm. Brag. Oh, yeah, they don't tell you. You had to research. You had to look. I had to I You had to pause it. it. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. wow. Everything business-like in this movie is yeah. extremely vague. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> director of corporate affairs. What does that she mean? Sure. Watch. Did you see the watch? She got a fancy watch. Right, but, uh, right. Here, we'll give the little lady a little, little a sparkly, like something sparkly <laughs> to keep her quiet. I don't right. know. And, there's a watch. And it seems like no matter what your title is, like, because director of corporate affairs, and they were like, her specialty is negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then there's the, 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 uh, who the we'll get to, bag. the yeah. douchebag. He's like, also, my skill is negotiate. I'm like, do you guys all have the same, are you all interns? <laughs> like, what is, yeah, what is this, what this is this company? company? I don't know. And the point is that a lot of them do talk about how skilled she is at her job. So she's established as like yeah. a professional, capable woman so we're like hey cool that's they, nice there's also the but scene at the beginning when they're like looking down at the Christmas party and you see Holly like scurry through the crowd and she's still working while everyone else is partying so that shows you she's not like the she's other girls she's so professional yeah. she, I think she might have been carried like a, like a clipboard or something do you know what I mean because she's a lady at work a corporate affairs clipboard right. oh my gosh <laughs> there are many sheets of paper on that clipboard very there's, very business no time boys there's affairs to be corporate <laughs> <laughs> I have to go staple stuff out of my way <laughs> Yeah, but the things. first time we see her, she's being actively sexually harassed. That's oh, the first yeah. time we see yes. her. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Hey, you want to yeah. get dinner?" But did, and she's did like, you also no. notice though that they don't show her face? 
Like yeah. the first, the first whole We're scene with her, her is douchebag, like just being a disgusting pig, and it's just the back of her head mm-hmm. the entire time. So it's like they don't. I, I just thought right. that was creepy. Or so it should have been. And in, in a lot of movies yeah. we've done, there's like very intentional reveals of like, and the twist is she's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> like there's that twist a lot. My my favorite one that we've done is in Geely. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> when Larry Geely, because that's his name, Larry Geely, answers the door, and it's like, oh, there's a woman here. Who is it? And then she turns around. And she says, "Hi," and it's Jennifer Lopez, and yeah. you're just like, oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> but with with this shot, it's weird because there's not a lot of intent because it seems like something's going to be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're following this attractive woman who's being harassed, yeah. and then she turns around. And she continues to be an attractive woman who's being right. harassed. There's no reveal. I think maybe just the, the DP wasn't very good yeah. in this movie. Right. Or uh, just couldn't make eye contact with a woman. that day. Yeah. Maybe that was just a wig walking. That, that was, was it. Yeah. a floating that wig was in it. suit. Ba- ba- Bonnie Bedelia couldn't make it. It's her real name. Let's move on. Yeah, Come I on, guys. It. Do your I homework. I love it. Do your homework. Where is she? <laughs> so the next major plot point that happens within that subplot of him being very insecure about her success is that John McClane and Holly have a conversation where he's just like, you're going by your maiden name. What's all that about? And she's like, it's the Japanese company thing. It doesn't make sense. Don't worry. And he's like, well... You just did whatever you wanted, no matter what it did to our marriage. And she's like, y- "You have this idea of your our marriage, and blah blah." blah. And I'm doing a great job uh, <laughs> recapturing the magic of that scene. But um, <laughs> kind of the subtext is that basically he thinks that she chose her career over him, yeah. And he's very right. threatened by it and very resentful of it. And he is basically there to be like, "You should, I don't know, quit your job and yeah. come back to New York, or I don't know, right. who, come who back knows. to New York." You gotta go back because I'm fighting crime over there. And and she's like, actually, Japan. (laughs) And he's like, oh, fuck. And then he he goes to the bathroom and then the movie starts. Right. (laughs) He takes off his shoes, which becomes a major plot point. Very big plot point. The barefoot. Very much, yes. I love when he cries. I just love when he cries. He's like, my feet. If you've seen Die Hard, which most of you have, Holly is not on screen enough in the movie. There's like, she's on screen, I think, cumulatively for maybe 15 minutes, and that's being very generous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this argument between them is interesting because it's it's hard to tell from the standpoint of the movie whose side we're supposed to be on because it's clear that John is it like in the wrong in terms of like she is doing very well. There's even the people who are actively harassing her are saying she's great at her job, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know that's another thing. But there, but you know, like she's clearly very good at her job. I love how that scene at the end is interrupted by her assistant, who's like, "They need you to talk to the troops," right? <laughs> and then. She says, sorry, John, the troops need me. <laughs> she leaves. Why are the troops here on Christmas Eve? Right. Like, why are there? I don't, like, by 1988 standards, I genuinely was not entirely sure. Are we supposed to be like, oh, John's totally in the right, and she's being such a shrew by saying, I want to have a life? Or are we supposed to think, wow, John's being a baby, and he should put his shoes on? Uh. I mean... <laughs> Kind of hard to say. I, I think you could probably argue that the main demographic that this movie would appeal to is like adult men boys, slash boys, boys. teenage boy. Like yeah. boy, yeah. yeah, you know, 
men yeah, boys. 15, 15 year old, you know what I mean? That right. kind of, a lot of explosions. Horny boys. Yes. Horny boys. Yes. Horny boys. There's some boobs, you know what I mean? There's, There's some naked boobs. They're, so, they're <laughs> sure. Yeah. So know? they're going to plug themselves yeah. into John McClane yeah. and be all like, oh, he's cool. So they're probably going to align with his view and be like, oh, his wife's just being a little bitch. But even though clearly, like, let's be honest, what'd they get in New York for a cop salary? Like, let's be honest, where are they living? You know what I mean? Right. Come on, they're in Queens in like a two-bedroom apartment and she clearly had the guest room. You know what I mean? They're probably in a house mm-hmm. in the valley and she's all, you've got the guest room. It's, it's a nice room. I mean, clearly, it's they're doing better. They had a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Come on. And, that, I mean? and then also you in that argument... Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, we've made yeah. our choice. Yeah. We've made our choice. We've made our choice. We're sticking to it. There's that part in that scene where he says, like, oh, something about Topoma. And yeah, she's yeah. like, um, <laughs> Pomona. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, she's a little Cali bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's being, totally adapted. She's lived here for two seconds. She's it's like, La Sienega. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Yeah. You're gonna want to take fountain. You're just yeah, like, yeah, calm yeah. down. <laughs> like, cool it. Totally. Right. So, yeah, whose side are we supposed to be on? Hard to say. I yeah. think probably most people watching this are like, oh, John McClane, the hero, my hero. He's great. And I. Right. But by the end of the movie, that subplot basically resolves by him thinking he's going to die because he has a foot wound. Cause he Owie! <laughs> he got cut with glass on his Owie, forgive me. <laughs> yeah. He's talking to his al pal. And he's like, tell my wife I'm sorry that I was being a jerk and I should have supported her more and been behind her It's a very more. long message for Al, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no way he's nailing he's that like, message. He's like, are you writing this He down? said he was, wait a minute, what was it? He was, uh, give me a second, I should have written it down. Uh, I mean, there's no way. <laughs> Just like, tell her I'm sorry, and that's it. He's Hang also up. working. Yeah. He's yeah. also right. Yeah. So you see this, like, you know, John going through this character arc where he's like, oh, I realize I was being a total ass. And even after that fight he has with Holly, he is like all barefoot and he's in front of a mirror and he's like, oh, good job, John, real mature. So I think he knows he's being kind of a dick, Mm. right? but he still is, you know, initiating a fight for no reason because (laughs) there's a moment where she's like, I've missed you. He's like, well, you didn't miss my name. He's like, couldn't you like, I don't know, say I miss you too. Also, what's with this name thing that you're doing? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's that. That was a moment where I was just like, Ugh, like everyone's had an argument like that, where it's just like, just take the win. Just yeah. like, right. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, that was like one of the parts of the movie that I didn't remember, where he's like constantly sort of berating himself, either for making the masculine choice or not making the masculine choice, where he like berates himself for yelling at his wife for not keeping his name because she am his property and (laughs) but then at other points in the movie he like berates himself you know in like Shakespearean monologue which we're just like well this is what the world is like (laughs) you just yell at yourself but he like berates himself for not acting more violently and acting like in a more protective way so it I don't know I I he was more complex than I remembered him being I yeah. think the whole movie is actually more complex than I remember or that you might assume just on first glance because I think this is a movie that doesn't necessarily mistreat women. It certainly doesn't no. portray many women. It doesn't They're, really treat women. Yeah, it just, does, <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, there's there's really not women in the movie. So it's not as though the women in the movie are, what few there are, are being mistreated by the narrative. Yeah. 
It's more a movie that just sort of glorifies hyper-masculinity, but then also doesn't because there are a bunch of different types of toxic dudes who are very toxic in their masculinity. Okay, what about when he, like... We have to walk past the, the topless girls on the, on the wall, the pictures. Right. And he like says hi to her and then comes back and says hi to her. Like talks to the, yeah. to the topless picture. What is it? He gross. like puts his hand yeah. on it and he's like, yeah, girls. Yeah, he's like, what? Why does that happen? He kind of comes back and is like, hey, babe. Like he like talks to her like he's having a relationship with it. And it's it's weird. Yeah. You did call this movie complex though. Let's just go back. Right. You did call this movie Well, <laughs> here, get ready for my okay, defense. Right, go, go. There is go. like, that's like one of those scenes that I love yeah. to picture the like male screenwriter in his room like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's funny that was a jerk off motion if you didn't know <laughs> listeners oh, yeah sorry uh yeah it's an audio podcast yeah. uh but <laughs> if you couldn't tell from my very saliva heavy giggle yeah exactly they could they could <laughs> that tell. was a jerk off giggle spot on he's too like, <laughs> spot on yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like i got yeah. him good like, yeah. there's, but so let stupid. me here here i come defending myself all right no. uh I made a list of all the toxic bros. Oh, yay. In the movie. There's the so many. Type. I made a list too. <gasps> oh, my God. Wow, Jeez. we suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we first of all, we have the businessman cokehead yeah. bros. Yes. We have those bros. And those bros are pretty universally punished oh, by the yeah, world yeah. of this movie. Yes, yeah. Yeah. We're like, we're coming off the Reagan era. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, actually, fuck these guys. <laughs> We're just going to murder. So there's, is it Ellis? Harry Ellis is the name of the character. Yeah, sure, good one, who, yeah. He's, Whatever. He's hitting on, he's the one hit, hitting on yeah. Holly at the beginning and then comes in later. He's like, actually, I am a bit of a negotiator. Yeah. And he's, you know, Alan Rickman. When he calls him booby or whatever, what is he? Bo- it's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, all, it's just, yeah. Real, you know that there's some yeah. chode out there right yeah. now with a T-shirt <laughs> that says that. You know, like just not to yeah. trigger any chode listeners of ours. We have a ton. If you're a, if you're a chode and you're listening, stop listening. We're, we've had it with you. Or stop being a chode. <laughs> we need the listeners. Uh, okay. So the the toxic bros in this movie, uh, yeah, Harry Ellis, yes. who just high on cocaine the whole movie, so broy that he thinks he can outsmart this group of like mercenary Germans. terrorists, right? Yeah. yeah, and then gets murdered because of it. There's Dwayne T. Robinson, the deputy chief oh, yeah, bro, Who's who that? just like he's Dwayne the guy Dirk? who he's like the Johnson? police chief. Who like won't listen to reason? Because Al Pal is being all like, "Hang on, like don't send the men in." And he's like, "Shut up. He might just be oh, a the bartender." Guy with, the guy with the hair who's like, "Don't." Yeah, that applies to a lot of different characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if the guy with the hair who's like, "Don't do that." Yeah, sure. I love that guy. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there's him. There's Thornburg, who's the TV bro, oh, who yes. will just do anything for a story. Yeah. And then there's all the, the FBI, all the feds, the are F- bros, right? all the feds yeah. are yeah. chode losers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's uh, d- the terrorist bros and they're the bros. biggest bro of them all, Hans. Chodes. And they're literal bros. Like some of them are actual Some brothers. of them are brothers. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. 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 Don't kill the bros, bros. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get pissed. <laughs> So the movie makes a point to sh- like show these like toxic dudes and be like they're bad, but this other one named John McClane, he's good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's very selective about like this is the kind of hyper masculinity that we love, but don't do business. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> like, 
right. It's weird. Yeah. But that's why I say the movie is very complex. <laughs> Layers. Uh-huh. Extremely. Uh, I wanted to talk about this scene where it's, it's another time where we see Holly be very competent. There's two scenes where we see her doing her job, which is <laughs> negotiating. <laughs> the first scene is when Alan Rickman's really overdoing it. And he's he's strolling through the audience. He says 16 words. It takes 50 hours for him to do it. <laughs> but he's he's trying to figure out who Holly's boss is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she she touches him like he she takes his arm as if to say, "I'm negotiating. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say anything." And then he do, he he goes against her wishes and it, it gets him killed. Right. So that's the first instance we see of Holly. You know, we're like, oh, she was totally right to negotiate she had the right instinct yeah she had the right instinct and then there's the second scene with holly and hans gruber uh where she i like the way you said that just (laughs) i was doing my best (laughs) giving it 110 uh but we see holly and hans gruber talking and she does her job which is negotiate Mm -hmm. where she says hey there's a pregnant lady and she's tired yeah <laughs> and alan rickman says okay i'm listening <laughs> and if you don't want it to get messy you better start bringing us to the bathroom in groups right right yeah. right yeah. he's like See, i'll the get woman you a always couch thinking of that i have to pee and let's make it nice do you I know what I mean? right no now. one's squatting over a plant in this party do you know what i'm talking right, about right 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 they're going to the bathroom although yeah. it would have been very exciting to see someone pee on a terrorist <laughs> <laughs> yes I would have imagined, okay, there would be no question of like, this is a feminist text if a pregnant woman pissed on a terrorist. (laughs) That would be, yeah. That would that would that would be a nice twist in the movie, wouldn't it? Like all the ladies, all right, ladies, drop trout when everyone just started peeing. No one would that remember. Would be crazy. The terrorists yeah. would flee. They'd, ah, they'd all panic yeah. and flee, drop their guns, and the movie would be over. No one would remember Let's that the line that "Yippee Kaye" yeah. was oh ever my God, said. No, <laughs> they no, would just be like, no. "Oh, that's the movie where all yeah, the yeah. seven-month <laughs> pregnant women piss on terrorists." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Totally. Let's, Let's do that if we're director's kidnapped. cut. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Surely that footage just hit the, hit the cutting room floor. Yeah. yeah. But yes, that is the scene where I think we see Holly kind of at the peak of her powers because so often in movies like this, women be hysterical. <laughs> women, <laughs> be, women be fainting. Women be fainting. <laughs> no one faints, I don't think, in this movie. So Women be a damsel in distress, which happens to her a half hour later. But in mm-hmm. this scene, like the scene with her and Alan Rickman, I really like because she effectively negotiates. He listens to her even though you know he's a terrorist and he's like needs to be pissed on but like he he says okay and they negotiate and then that's the end of the scene and i guess my problem i do like that you see her take an active role and do something the trouble is it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot so we could cut that scene out of the movie and it wouldn't make any difference basically that's a good point so And then there's a moment later on, as you mentioned, when she becomes a dance. Well, uh, right before that, she's in the room with Hans. And I think this is after he has learned who she is, that she is John McClane's wife. Right. And this movie would be very different like, if everyone was texting each other instead of on public walkie talkies. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she says something like, oh, all of your posturing, all of your speeches, you're nothing but a common thief. And then he wigs out he flips <laughs> and he runs over to her he's like i'm an exceptional thief how dare you that's and like every man in any situation how dare you emasculate me i'm great at what i do right. 
I once dated someone who I corrected because he said the wrong thing in a McDonald's drive through uh-huh. And he was like, I have actually always prided myself in how well I order things. <laughs> So actually, you wanted a McDouble. <laughs> I heard it, and you will eat it. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I thought. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So he kidnaps her then, and he's holding her at gunpoint. So John McClane has to do the thing that drives me nuts, where he has to save a woman who's right. in a damsel in distress, uh, and he does it by you know, pulling the gun that he's taped to his back by lying on the ground and with the tape face up, you know, how we've all done that. And then uh, he shoots Hans. And then there's he has to save Holly again whenever Hans is kind of like stumbling out through the window, grabs Holly by the wrist, and he's like about to pull her over the ledge. So John McClane comes and he undoes her Rolex watch band and then the watch flies off and then Hans falls. Mm-hmm. And we're right. like, yay. I argue dead. too that that's like a symbol. And I he like tears so. her Rolex off of like this thing you just got for, I mean like logistically we know yeah. he has to tear that off. Yeah. But I think it's from like, like that's what she got for her good work, and he's throwing that right. And he's like, Fuck yeah. this. And she wouldn't have thought herself to, like, hey, he's got my watch, let's undo it. He was like, Out of the way, little lady, I'll undo your watch for right. you. You know what I mean? It's a whole thing, like, yeah. that was that was a symbolic yeah. gesture. I wrote that down too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and whether you know the filmmakers intended for that to happen or not, me as a very good audience mm-hmm. member was like, This is got my it. brain got seeing it. this visual yeah, yeah. symbolism. <laughs> Kaylin, you're but really then, putting that master's degree to. Right? Wow. Right? But the other thing that drove me nuts about that moment is that why couldn't she undo her own? Like, why couldn't we give her that moment? Yeah, exactly. She couldn't have been like, I've got this one, John. Yeah. Clink, and then there we go. But no, he's got to do it for her. Right. So uh, it just, it drove me crazy that she didn't get her own big moment like that because you know who else gets a moment like that for no fucking reason? Pretty much everyone else in the story. Fucking even Argyle does. Argyle. Even Argyle gets a moment. He where he cra- crashes in and, and then punches the guy. And he gets even less screen time than Holly, I yeah. think. But he's well, like, let me crash into the... Yeah, they make the- him, they let him be a hero. Totally. I forgot. That's good one. Holly does get a moment like that. But I, it, for me, it like rang kind of hollow. Where Holly, she punches the journalist in the face mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. But... For me, that that I was already incensed at that point in the movie because it's set up so many times where she's like, Holly Gennaro, Holly Gennaro. And we know the moral of this movie is, take the man's name, you belong to him. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like you know that that's coming and she's yeah. going to be like, Holly McLean. And we're like, we love heteronormies. And that's like <laughs> the moral of the film. Right. So I was already mad because you know that's coming at, when, by the time she punches the journalist in the face. But it's also just kind of something we've talked about a lot before of like giving a female character an action to do in order to impress the men around her that has no bearing on the plot. Right. This happens in action movies all the fucking time. Just like the, the, the fucking McSweeney's article that we talk about every I can single kick. time. Yeah. I'm a woman and I'm going to kick one time. <laughs> like, yeah. And all the men are like, whoa, we take, she's hot and she kicked one time? <laughs> like, right. We take her serious now. Like, and 
that was how that one, the one physical action, and she also she only takes physical action way after it has any bearing on right, the plot. Right, the stakes yeah. are non-existent now because the movie is over. The terrorist no one's in danger. Died. No one's in danger. Yeah, right, right, right. If she would have killed the last guy, that would have been good. Mm, like instead of that Al, been good. yeah, that would have been good. Oh, but I li- I liked that Al did it. I don't know. I, I like but, Al. But a lot. how many shots? It would have been better if it was just one shot and he killed him. What do you do? Like he unloaded like four or five shots? Like seriously, come he on. Did, Al. Yeah. That's why you're at a desk. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sharpen up, man. Why is an Al chief? Oh, that's why. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's a bad he killed, shot. He killed a bystander and uh, broke a car window, and then finally got him in the shoulder. Right. <laughs> you know? God bless. Can we talk about the surprise kiss that happens? Yeah. Let's do it. This, okay. Like blink and you'd miss it, but when John McClane first arrives at the party, a man. Comes oh, yeah. up to oh, him, yeah. Oh, yeah. grabs him, says "Merry Christmas," yeah. kisses him on the cheek, and the look and then, on his face. Yeah, yeah. he's just like of just oh. like incredible. What a male man, a man, a human man. Ronald Reagan, my me. president, yeah. and a man kiss me. Yeah. And it's and no, it, and it's all it's all very like oh L.A. Yeah. Oh, California. California, you West Coasters. What's next, quinoa? Like it's all a whole right. thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Although well, they didn't have quinoa in the eighties, but whatever. Mm, Let's move sure, on. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that that was a fun. I I was fully ready for a surprise kiss to happen in this movie, as happens in almost every movie that we've seen. Almost every major <laughs> release of the past one hundred years features someone being kissed at random without their consent. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time, it's a woman. Every time we talk about surprise kiss, I've just you know the movie, I, I right. The mummy. The mummy. You're going to talk about the mummy. I when know. Brendan Fraser's literally in a cage. <laughs> Completely feral. <laughs> just lunges at Rachel Weisz <laughs> and kisses her. And then she goes, oh. Like, oh. <laughs> she falls in love with him. It's like... <laughs> It's my. It's the best moment in cinema. <laughs> so right, this is the first male on male surprise kiss that we see. Um, so right. I just wanted to point that out that history was made on the Bechtel cast just now by go, us talking about this. Uh, it was this still fucked kiss. up and uh, consent important, but also, boy, does Bruce Willis think boys kissing is gross? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, can we talk about one of the other few female characters we see on screen that has a speaking role is the emergency responder woman who's very yeah. bad at her What's job. What's going yeah. on with her? I know, completely inept. But did you notice they gave a lot of like the voiceover parts to ladies? Like the dispatcher in the car, yeah, the women. There was a lot of yeah. sort of like, you know, disembodied female voices. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I feel like that's... A lot, of, a lot yeah. of disembodied female voices, a lot of disembodied yeah. female body parts. Yeah, yeah. a lot of screams. Like, a lot of women got to scream on camera. Lots And one lucky woman, one lucky woman got to scream and have and, her tits fall out of her shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what a gift! What an amazing role. <laughs> like, yeah. there the was, housekeeper, uh, I think, probably had more. She did. She had more dialogue than uh, like it just mm-hmm. under right. Holly, like second to Holly. I the think. the top ten minutes of this movie have the most female speaking roles of the entire movie, where we hear Holly talk to her assistant, yep. we hear her talk to her daughter, and we yep. hear her talk to her housekeeper. They all have names, and you're just like, whoa, maybe this is the best. And then John McClane bursts in. He's like, why don't you have my name? <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's a nightmare from there on. And then for the next 45 hours, because this movie is very long, it's he's just like, long. it's just me now on the screen. No women allowed. <laughs> <laughs> there's every time, because I watched this movie twice before we recorded this, and there w- there's like a good 30 minutes where I was like, not paying, I was just pacing. <laughs> I was just like, oh, d- maybe Bruce Willis is skipping around. I don't know what he's, he's doing cartwheels. <laughs> like it, there's just a, a long string of time where he's, talking to himself and murdering. But, which I don't find very compelling. I don't know. But his tank top, though, goes from pretty pristine and white to a little bloody to instantly black with dirt. How did it get there? What happened? He's a dirty boy. And then goes back to being a little less dirty and like kind of white again. Doesn't he take it off at some point? And and then he takes it it on. Because he has it on at the end, doesn't he? Does he? Uh, he has a jacket oh, on, right. okay. but the point is we do see the Bruce Willis's is, nipples, yeah. and it's important. We do yeah, get to know some nips. <laughs> nips of all genders are represented <laughs> in this movie. Right, well, the, the scene where you uh, see the like the bare lady's breasts, or the lady's bare breasts is how you say that. <laughs> 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 Not a lady bear. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Although, how Although, many nipples does a bear have? I mean... No anyway. one knows. No one knows. It, you well, can never figure you it out. Can't get There's close no way. Absolutely. To a bear to count that their is nipples. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you see the woman's bare breasts, and fine, female nudity, whatever. Uh, if it happens for no reason, like it does in this movie, pretty annoying. But if we are going to see it, let us see some like male thighs or something. Like, <laughs> so, like oh, see, I was going to argue from very early in this movie. We see Bruce Willis's chest hair fully. It seems it's been teased outwards <laughs> from his body. It seems like that was someone's job. Quaffed. <laughs> Definitely quaffed. Like right. seriously, that because was then like, later you're because I mean yeah. my impression at yeah. the beginning watching it this time I was like wow he must have a lot of chest hair because it's like he can't control it and then later when he takes off his tank top you're like oh there's really not that much <laughs> but what is there is just six inches extended from his body it's like like you know what some point they cut and they were like can someone get on his chest hair get on uh, Willis's chest hair who does hair for prom yeah, exactly. can oh, we yeah. get that on his chest yeah, hair please, please we would like a full perm <laughs> it was the 80s chest. they didn't know better they didn't know a lot of volume in the 80s <laughs> I loved Bruce I'll say I, I loved Bruce Willis's voluminous chest hair <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great wonderful <laughs> Can I say that there are hardly any women whose names that we know in this movie, but there are three different men who have the last name Johnson that we know, and they talk about it a lot. Really? There's Agent Johnson, Special Agent Johnson, and Harvey Johnson, the, like, newscaster on TV. Yeah, Three guys with the last name Dick. Ah! (laughs) Pretty much. This is Mr. Penis here, and... (laughs) He is business and he is money. <laughs> did we know the pregnant? Did we know the pregnant assistant, or was she just her name? Woman with child. Was, well, did she uh, have, get Jenny. Her name? Yeah, oh, Jenny. we know her okay. name. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I wanted to go back to the so the emergency responder woman who's very bad because uh, John McClane's like, hey, we're having a terrorist attack, and she's like, doesn't sound like it. And then <laughs> there's like rapid gunfire, and she's like, I don't think so, but maybe <laughs> I'll send a cop over. And right. it's, it was just very frustrating to see one of the few women on screen who has a speaking role be very bad <laughs> at her job. <laughs> like aggressively to the point of like, is this 
it clearly wasn't her first day. She was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Yeah. And 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 also to see because Bruce Willis's character is very frustrated with her, and he's like, "Come on, dude, dude send the thing." And it's like, I'm kind of on his side. <laughs> like, why isn't she doing her job? Yeah. Unclear. Who knows? Uh, we also see. I, I wrote down the few places we see women who are not hostages in this movie, uh, or as I like to call them, full titty hostages. <laughs> We have we have Lucy McLean, the daughter. We have the housekeeper whose name is Paulina. Paulina. We have the emergency woman and her coworker who are both like, um, what does a gunshot sound like? And then <laughs> and then there's one female on screen journalist for a oh, yeah. split yes, second yeah, yeah, who yeah. we see. That's reporting. That's who really yeah, who delivers uh Hey, it's almost Christmas, <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> and they're like, "Okay, we've had enough women. Let's get, let's cut yeah. back to another person named Johnson." <laughs> this for sure is a movie populated by almost entirely men because all of the dozen terrorists are men. I think all of the cops, all the LAPD, all the FBI you see are all men. It would be so easy to have like one of the Johnson FBI you know, I, people I, I be a like woman. I feel like they would have done that now. Like, and I think yeah. in an action film made in the last five years. One of the terrorists would have been a woman, for sure. She wouldn't mm, have said right. anything, but she could fight. She would, Do you know what I mean? She would be the, she would, like, I'm the girl who somebody kicked. with her thighs. I'm you know the what I'm kick. <laughs> yeah, that would be her gig, you know? I am kick lady. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but she was all, she'd was. she also probably be uh, the leader's, like, lady. You know what I mean? Right. There'd be a moment where he'd, like, make out with her, and then she'd mm-hmm. go kill a man. And you know make what I mean? no that mistake, kind of she would be yeah. very hot. Oh, she'd be super oh, hot. She would Deadly be. hot. Yeah. And, then, and then, then one of the cops would have been a, a woman as well. Right. Yeah. Right. But you never the main cop. No. Never the main. She would have been like. Yeah. She'd be like Looks a rookie like or a something. Yeah. Like it's my first day. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to do much. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, uh, we do have car. To... I'm gonna stay in the in the car. That's what her <laughs> yeah. thing would have been. How far we've come in 30 years. Right. <laughs> it's die hard. Now women can be around, but they cannot speak or do anything. <laughs> I, I, I'll have to admit that I, I've only seen Die Hard 2 and then none of the other sequels. So you in the audience probably have seen more. Uh, clap if you've seen a Die Hard sequel. Okay, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's I've seen three. To me. I saw three. And Whoa. then I think I saw the one with, and ju- I think Justin, is Justin Long, is he number four? Yeah. Number four. <laughs> I saw three and four. four. Skip two, but I saw three and four. Wow. And I know there's a fifth one, right? There's yes, a fifth one. I didn't watch is. that. I haven't yeah. seen that one. There's Die Harder. There's one, there's one that. Die um, Hardest. Dar- <laughs> die Hard. Die Hardly, I think. Die Hardly. <laughs> And I think there's also one. Remember when Bruce Willis was like, "We're not going to swear in this one," and then he, there's no cursing in one of them because <gasps> you know, his so whole stupid. thing was motherfucker, fucker, fuck, fuck. And then the next one was all like, "Gosh darn it!" You know, there was Ew. a lot of that. Yeah, I hate that. I don't remember which one it was. Might have been five. Four? I think yeah. terrorists stink. They're they're <laughs> rotten to the core. Those P-U. those jerks, <laughs> right? When people shoot Mother me, lovers. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, when, when they dub it, that was always my favorite. Yeah, I yeah. oh god, I love. I wish I had silly seen, fruitcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had seen Die Hard on like a cable edit because there's nothing better oh, than yeah. an action movie. Yeah, and yeah. They, I think I've brought this up multiple times, but I saw Kill Bill for the first time on T- <laughs> on on, on oh, no. TNT. Oh no. And there's that great, I mean, it's great both ways, but the scene in Kill Bill 1 where he says, my name is Buck and I like to fuck, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on TNT, it's fully dubbed well enough that until I saw it on DVD, I did not know. <laughs> my name is Buck and I like to go to parties. 
Strange line of dialogue. Oh, no. <laughs> There's way too many syllables. <laughs> Fuck one syllable. Yeah. Go to parties, four yeah. syllables. I was like, oh well, that's gosh. pretty. I mean, I guess that we know who this character is now, but, <laughs> but he's about to die. Why do we need to know? <laughs> uh, another Good one job. last uh, point I wanted to make is sure. that we often talk about how women of color even have less representation than white women in movies. Uh, And this is for sure true of this. Although there are several men of color with pretty significant roles uh, between Al Powell, Theo, which is the black hacker on the terrorist side of things, Argyle, Takagi, the CEO, again, question mark. Don't know what his role is. Everyone who works there has got a question mark next to their job. (laughs) And then one of the special agent, Johnson. One of the Johnsons is black. One of the Johnsons. (laughs) Whereas... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, I'm technically not. Yeah, really. no. All right. But correct me if I'm wrong. I think the only woman of color we see on screen is Paulina, is Paulina. Yeah, the housekeeper. So yeah. all yeah. the men have I think there uh, might have been color. one screaming woman in, in a crowd, but that's about mm. it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. An extra. It is not. It did seem, though, that um, all of, it was kind of like a, a gender split, men and women, pretty balanced out of the people who worked at the Nakatomi Corporation. I, would, I didn't. No? I didn't notice. I I spotted five women at that party. Oh, okay. I spotted f- five women, two bare breasts, or as you put it, a bare woman's breasts. <laughs> yeah, a bare a bare woman. Um, but there there were only as by my count there was only like five or six women at the party. Okay, I'm which ready. I'm sure represented about how many women would be working at a business a, a, a business uh, corporation. <laughs> At that time, a business company. Yeah. There, there weren't a ton of women at the party, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, I, I miscounted. I have a master's degree in screenwriting, not math. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just I thought worth noting that the one woman of color you see on screen has, you know, a, she's a housekeeper. Nothing wrong with that, but you know, it's no one in a leadership role or anything like that. Whereas you have, you know, cops and FBI dudes and, and CEOs. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. But technically, this does pass the test, though, because there's ladies have conversations. Oh, yeah. We will will get, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll break it down scene by scene. (laughs) Uh, But before we do that, should we do our game? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so guys, so it's a lime challenge, so we're like, hey, let's do something. So something we like to do on the Bechtel cast a lot, if, you, if you're a listener, is uh, we like to call uh, various toxic men feminist icons for fun. Uh, <laughs> so I devised a game for us to play featuring a bunch of men that we've discussed either today on a separate episode, or just I wanted you to look at a picture of them. Uh, <laughs> right. And we'll have our guest, uh, Deborah, determine if they are a feminist icon, a queer icon, or trash that belongs in the garbage. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to consult with you guys, too, to see if, if you agree. Uh, unfortunately, whatever Caitlin and I think is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if we could just go to the first slide. John McClane and Die Hard, how do we feel? Ah. Feminist icon, queer icon, uh, belongs in the garbage. I would say, just because of the tank top, queer icon. Mm. Am I right? There's a, there's a lot of tank top. Well, what do you oh, guys what think? What do we think, queer icon? I think queer icon. I think queer icon. One point for Deborah. Next one, Gerard Butler as Phantom of the Opera. What do we think? Queer icon. Queer icon. 100% queer icon. You get I say it? trash, trash. No, he's a queer icon. Look at his mask. 
Next one. Oh, no. Jim Carrey. In, this is Jim Carrey in Jim Carrey's showboats for 120 minutes to the delight of no one. And how the Grinch told Christmas. Piece of Jim garbage that belongs in the trash. Am I right? Yes. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Adult Grinch is trash. Next slide. Hans Gruber and Die Hard feminist uh, icon, queer icon, garbage that belongs in the trash. Really testing your how garbage that belongs in the trash. What are we thinking? Feminist icon. <laughs> Why? Because he talked to a woman one time. I don't. What do you think? I think he's a feminist icon. Oh, yeah. no! All right, Deborah. Deborah Gibbs. Right. Okay. Okay. You got it. Okay. Next one. Baby Grinch. <laughs> Here's where I thought, it's what about Baby Grinch? That's a feminist icon, am I that's right? That's a feminist Look icon. At that. I would also say he's also a queer icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Feminist and a queer icon. For sure. Baby Grinch. What do you Very think? iconic. I Very agree. iconic. Agree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How could you not fall in love? All Look right, at that. Next slide. Malcolm Crow in The Sixth Sense. A different oh. Bruce Willis character. I'm going to say garbage that belongs in the trash. I would say that. What do you think? I haven't seen that movie in forever, so sure. Garbage. I oh, think yeah, we've gar- got garbage. We have, we have some people. Wait, garbage? Okay, garbage. He's garbage. garbage. Yes. He's garbage. Next there, one. That's it. Next one. Haley Joel Osment. Oh, no. But, but not in The Sixth Sense, in Sex Ed, <laughs> where he plays a sex ed teacher Queer named Queer icon. Ed. Queer icon. Am I right? Come on. He's Queer holding icon. a banana. Look yeah, he's that. a queer icon. Yes. He's, is he's, like no, he's a queer. he becomes an old man with a baby's face. Am I right? <laughs> that is that is oh like no. Behind him it says STDs, slang, the clap. There's. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna say queer icon. I'm gonna say strictly lesbian icon. Like just strictly. <laughs> what do we think? Yeah. Feminist. Right. Okay. He's an icon. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Period. Feminist icon oh. Beetlejuice. Feminist icon. In feminist, feminist icon. In, yeah. Well, his title is Feminist Icon Fully. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Feminist icon. The name icon. of the movie is Feminist Text Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an easy one. Next that's one. an easy one. Severus Snape and Harry Potter. Queer icon. Queer icon. Am I right? Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Caleb and I have discussed sure. this. He's for sure not a feminist icon, but he is a queer, He's a queer icon. icon. Absolutely. He is. All right, next one. Fourth grade Grinch. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect tie of all three. Wait. Do you know what I mean? That is. Baby queer. Grinch was queer. <laughs> yeah. Queer. No, well, and Baby Grinch was queer and, and feminist. feminist. So this one's queer, what feminist, we, and a piece of garbage. What did we give adult? Was he what did, trash? We gave him no, he trash. Was trash. He yeah. was trash. Okay. He was for sure trash. Then, yeah. Uh, whatever. I, <laughs> Next slide. Okay, fine. Alfred Molina and Spider-Man uh, Feminist icon. Feminist icon. And uh, Jamie's husband. Feminist icon. Yeah. I'm soaking wet. I need to change <laughs> my freaking pants. He right. was amazing. Remember how good he was to his wife, though, in that movie? Like, let's he, be honest. He was and literally obsessed with her. And he was a good teacher. And it was all great. He was, yeah. he was Feminist aven- icon. He was avenging hard For sure. Hard oh, my God. Oh he my so God. was. I love Okay, right. next one. His rose. Okay, anyway. Alan. Die Hard, feminist uh, icon, queer, queer icon. icon, queer icon, queer icon, feminist just, icon. I would say feminist icon because he's he's like my wife's pregnant and I'm addicted to her. Okay. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. What do you think? Let's say feminist, feminist icon. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we'll do it. What do you guys think? Although yeah, yeah. he loves and, Twinkies. And you know what? It's also very body positive. <laughs> like, look at him. 
come on. Do you know what I mean? There's no way he could be a street cop. Jesus Christ. Like, sure. let's be honest. You know what I mean? He's at a desk because he, uh, he needs to be at a desk. He's a that's desk it. man. Yeah, he he's is. a feminist icon. Feminist he's a desk icon. man. Yeah, that's it. All right. That's my type of desk man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next slide. Oh, uh, this is uh, Bruce Willis frantically <laughs> claiming he's not a Republican. <laughs> I hate government. I'm apolitical. Write that down. I'm not a Republican. Bruce Willis is fully a Republican, <laughs> but he spends a lot of time telling people he's not. Is this a feminist icon, queer icon, or trash move? Trash, trash. move. Trash. Bruce Willis is trash. Can we just note that that quote comes from Quote Fancy? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Guys, I have a membership with QuoteFancy.com. <laughs> You're right, gonna next. quote QuoteFancy. <laughs> Am I right? Bumblebee in the Transformers franchise. Queer icon. Queer icon. Yeah. Queer Anyone icon. named Bumblebee? Come on. He's queer icon. I wish that was my uh, nickname. Michael Bay would be so mad if he knew that Bumblebee was a queer icon. Oh my God! Are you kidding? He'd set this place on fire. Really furious. Yeah. All right, next one. Cartoon Grinch. <laughs> Feminist icon. <sighs> I'm just going to say icon, period. Icon. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cartoon Grinch, iconic. Look at that face. Come on. I know. All right, next one. Alfred Molina and Boogie Nights. Oh! Da- oh, he's a feminist icon. He's a feminist and icon. a queer icon. And just, do you remember? It was great. He's the beginning, the middle, and he the end. He really he's is. He's the greatest. Is he's that the everything. last one? Is that, yeah. is that the final one? All right, yeah. and that is a game we call Feminist Icon, Queer Woo! Icon, or Belongs in the Trash. Yay. You can play that at home with your family over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah see, where, see where your family's yeah. loyalties lie. <laughs> <laughs> what does your family think of every phase of the Grinch's life? <laughs> I'll forward you my PowerPoint. <laughs> uh, so should we talk about whether or not the movie passes the Bechtel test? Yes. Uh, we already hinted that it does. It does. Because it does. Whoa. Very um, quickly. Holly talks to her assistant, Jenny. Whose name? Jenny. Jenny. Yes. Uh, Holly says, Jenny, it's 540. Go join the party. Have some champagne. You're making me feel like Ebenezer Scrooge. She does mention a man. A man. A yeah. man. But then I Jenny But in a says, bad reference, though. Is right. that help? <laughs> if, if the joke sucks, is it not If she feminist? had said, you're making me feel like feminist icon, the Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Feminist slash queer icon. You know what's crazy? The Grinch. If she was talking about the Grinch, I'd be like, she's not talking about a man. She's talking about an idea. <laughs> the Grinch is non-binary as fuck. <laughs> I so. know that. Okay, I, we've, this is crazy. And this is like how hard it is to get a movie to pass the Bechtel test sometimes. Uh, we've had a situation before where it's two women talking about a fictional man. And we're like, what does it mean? Uh. <laughs> does, does it count as a man if the man isn't Real, and that is just indicative of wow, women are not talking a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so Ginny uh, responds and says, Thanks a lot, Mrs. McLean. Uh, do you think the baby can handle a little sip? Uh, and then Holly says, The baby's ready to tend bar. And it's a hilarious joke that we all laugh. That's and a laugh funny at. fetal alcohol <laughs> syndrome <laughs> gag. <laughs> that is a feminist iconic yeah, scene. Yeah. <laughs> So I would argue that that does pass because the last two lines of that exchange, um, they're talking about the baby. They're making fetal alcohol. What if it's a male baby? We don't know. We don't. Seriously. There we go. Guys, come on. Is she she gestating a Johnson in there? What's (laughs) happening? You know what? Uh, But there's more. There's more scenes where it passes. Yeah, so shortly after that, she calls her home and Lucy picks up her daughter. Yes, who who does us the favor of stating her full name. Yeah. McLean residence, Lucy McLean speaking. It's It's like, okay, exposition heavy, calm down. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then she says, hello, Lucy McLean, this is your mother speaking. And she says, mommy, when are you coming home? Pretty soon. You'll be in bed when I get there because I'm not spending Christmas Eve with my family. Yeah. Instead, I'm, I'm at talking a party. to the troops. <laughs> talking to the troops with Holly Gennaro coming soon to public access TV. <laughs> and then she says, don't go snooping around the house looking for presents. Uh, let me talk to Paulina. And then Lucy says, is daddy coming home? So a man does get mentioned there. But right. all but the I lines mean, that up whole until scene. then, that uh, whole scene. I would say pass the best. And then best. immediately after with, with uh, her housekeeper, it passes again. Although they do spend most of that conversation talking about John McClane. Is there, there's no exchange in there? Uh, well, Paulina says, hola, Mrs. Holly. Oh, boy. And Holly uh, <laughs> says... <laughs> Is it the dialogue that's bad, or is it my impression that's bad? Uh, no, I, no, I'm just, Both? I'm just saying that the only uh, woman of color we see on screen is put in a like a, the a role that is very stereotypical. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then Holly says, "Did Mr. McLean call?" So, ooh, not so much. Paulina says, "No, Mrs. Holly, no telefono." And Holly says, <laughs> "Oh, he probably didn't have time before his flight. It might be a good idea to make up the spare bedroom just in case." And then Paulina says, I do that already. And Holly said, what would I do without you, Paulina? I would say that conversation does not pass the test. Okay. Because they're pretty much exclusively talking about Mr. McLean. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, we can get into the semantics of it. But what, I mean, the movie does pass. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But to my knowledge, is that the last time it passes? Ginny comes in a little bit later to say, hey, Mr. Takagi is looking for you. He wants you to say something to the troops. Yeah, but Mr. T- Takagi and also right. the troops. So it does not pass. Right. Does the troops are probably a moment though later when they're at the party and she's like, he's alive. And then... Uh, I don't think Ginny responds. Jenny, oh, she doesn't respond. Okay. Yeah, I think she's too... Right. She's, she's off her too ass pregnant. At this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's she's, yeah. she's she poisoning her baby. Yeah. She's, she's like, actually, I just had three Jaeger bombs and I'm... <laughs> relatively useless <laughs> at present is is that the last time that women speak the, the, there's one more time where the two emergency responder women uh, john McLean has like radioed for help the first woman we don't know their names so it does not pass right. either way um the first woman says it's the same address as the fire signal and then the second lady who's very bad at her job says i'll handle it and then does a really bad job of handling it yay yeah so those are all the exchanges that women have in the movie Die Hard. So most of them don't pass, but the first couple do. I have one to more everyone's thing. Surprise, I, I have think. one more thing I wanted to talk about before we let everyone free. Uh, it is the end of this movie is so frustrating to watch because we see John McClane have this big revelation where he he says to Al for some reason. I say I love you to my wife all the time, but I've never said I'm sorry. And like, this is a big revelation. And it's kind of like a very emotional moment for a male action hero to have. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is good. He's like working through some stuff. This movie's so complex. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But then we see the problem resolved. The terrorists are no longer an issue. He goes to his wife and we already see that scene where she's like, he's going to save us or whatever and it's like oh she's taking his last name back this is not good (laughs) this is not good all right she says something like 
oh, he's still alive. Only John could make someone that crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And I'm just like, oh, they're going to fuck later. This oh, is yeah. exhausting. <laughs> and they're, but the, and then at the end, he has this whole revelation about, like, I should just say sorry. And then at the end, not only does she take his name back, he does not say sorry. Not to her, He does no. not apologize. He's just like, he's like, oh, I had to say to my wife is I'm sorry. And then he kills Alan Rickman, makes out with her, and he's like, you have my last name again. Let's get out of here. He never, right. so it's just like this whole example, like it's all set up for him to grow as a person, but we don't actually get to see him do it. Right. And that, I thought that, that sucked. That woman is robbed of that opportunity to be apologized to, because like it, that, that whole subplot is like, I don't respect your career choices and I'm threatened by your success. And right. then he's like, tell my wife I'm sorry and I should have supported her. But I can't tell her to her face. I die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't, I can't with that. There, I mean, and it's that time of year now where, especially this year, uh, every woman should just be profusely apologized to yes. by every man they've ever met. Mm-hmm. Just, it's the new hello for men. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. so very sorry. <laughs> God. All right. Well, that's, that was my. Yeah. Thing. No. D- uh, does anyone have any other final thoughts before? We rate. Uh, no, I'm exhausted. Oh. Yeah. Do the audience no. members have anything they want to yeah. pipe in? Any questions? Any thoughts? Queries? Yeah. Yeah. Looking at all five movies, it's it's very sad and frustrating to hear about John and Holly's relationship breaking down. Because it does completely break down by the end, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they have not reconciled by the end of the fifth one. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Although, it seems like that's where it was headed in movie one, where it's like... (laughs) And she seems pretty done, but he's like, but my foot bled and I like you. And <laughs> she's like, all right, I guess we'll give her another try. There, That's a bummer. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. how it ends. Mm. Good uh, point. Good point. Yeah. Yes. I'd say that as far as the 80s, this was pretty progressive towards women because even though you have the two incompetent women, Holly seems very competent. Mm-hmm. So the percentage of competent women to the percentage of competent men, you have John McClane and Al are competent. Yeah. That's true. Like all the That's feds true. are idiots. Like all the cops are idiots. That's true. And it was 1988. Yeah. That's what we're forgetting. It's yeah. Twenty percent competent women. And you know what? Let's be honest, Paulina. What would we do without Paulina? She's That's doing a good job. Am I right? Yeah. She's raising so their got children. Equal competence She's there. Nice. The 80s, yeah. I think it's so funny because it's like, yeah, the women have a higher percentage of competence, but everyone's still failing. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. No, that's, that's an excellent point. Good deal. Uh, anyway? Yes. Um, I was kind of pissed off about Paulina, um, the reporter who goes to her house. He only gets in there because he threatens to call immigration. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. I can't believe we didn't remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That happens. Yes. Yeah, there is a moment where uh, the journalist bursts into their home and threatened to deport Paulina, yeah. who has done literally nothing except be herself and have a, her job and, you know, like, exist. Uh, and she has to be threatened to do something she would have done anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's Good a point, good, good catch. Yeah, 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 nice. totally. F- nice. One more thing. You had a question, too. Who would you cast in a Ghostbusters-style reboot of this movie? <gasps> All female oh. reboot of Die Hard! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Oh. okay. Oh. Can Gal Gadot do something? Yes. yes. Gal Gadot. I was Hans Gruber. I was there. I want to baddie. What's her face? Um. Oh God. Uh. Did you all see Thor? <laughs> I didn't. What's see her Thor. name? Oh my God. I'm. I'm lost. Our, our beautiful. I'm Tessa sorry. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Yeah, she was amazing. Right. Amazing. She could be. I don't know. She could be Al. Could she be Al? <laughs> she could be Al Val. Absolutely. And then, um, who's gonna be John McClane? Baby Grinch. Baby Grinch. <laughs> Baby Grinch. 
Baby Grinch. Nice. Nice. Yeah, wow. Tying him up at Baby Grinch as John No, I say Leslie Jones. I say Leslie Jones should be John McClane. Oh, she would be amazing. I would love to cast Alfred Molina as Lucy McClane. I'm sorry. It's not an all-female reboot, but <laughs> I think he really is a chameleon, and no, he, he could, could make he it could work. Be, he could be Holly. He could be the husband. <laughs> Ooh, that's Ooh, yeah. He's just tossing yeah. his... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, I'm... What was her job? I am business. She's I'm a, a negotiator. Dirt. And then he'd be like, actually, my last name's Molina. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this okay, so, uh, that's a good one. That's fun. That's great. Uh, yeah. Wait, did we miss any other major parts? That's everybody, right? Who's Argyle? Argyle. Oh. Yeah. Oh, who gosh. do we want to put? Who do we, we're posing them as the breakout star of our all-female reboot of Die Hard? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Or she that Shiroi Shiroinen. What's her name? You know the one Sh- from Lady Bird. <laughs> oh, Shiroi. The unpronounceable. You want to say Ceres, but it's not. It's Irish. So there's Shushi. Siri. Yes. Hey Siri. Okay. Siri Shan. Will you be in no, this movie? No, forget it. Demi Lovato. Demi, <laughs> Demi Lovato is our girl. We couldn't say the other woman's name. We couldn't do it. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's let's rate it, shall yes, we? Let's rate the movie. Um, All right. On our nipple scale, zero to five nipples, based on its portrayal of women, I'm gonna give it. One and a half because it's still very much a man's story populated with almost entirely men. You do see one pretty competent woman, but she's framed as like the wife and she isn't respected by her husband. And that's a whole Mm -hmm. storyline of the movie. And she gets no screen time. Neither does hardly any other women. And it's not the feminist masterpiece we're all hoping for. That we so, all felt so certain it was. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> but it doesn't get, like, no nipples because I do think that Holly is competent, although she is yes. robbed in many ways of opportunities for, to do something more. Pleasantly surprised that it passes the Bechdel test and does feature a competent female character for a movie that came out in 1988. So, yeah, I'm going to say one and a half nipples. Who are you giving your nipples to? Uh, I'm going to give one to Hans and his bad accent. And the half nipple will go to, because we see his nipple, I'm going to give it to John McClane. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I am going to give this movie, oh, this feels like too much, but I'm going to give it two and a half nipples. For all the reasons you described, but I also think, we didn't get to talk about this a lot, but I do think that uh, it's interesting watching an action hero like John McClane almost universally fail when he tries hyper-masculine tactics to solving a problem. Like, most of the things that actually work for John McClane are what his wife is really good at, which is (laughs) negotiating. Like if Holly McLean or Holly, sorry, Holly Gennaro, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Holly Gennaro <laughs> was in the bathroom at the beginning of this movie, this movie would be 15 minutes long because she would have been able to get them out of it without all the fucking show pony posturing that Bruce Willis has to do to be like, I have to have a gun and there's a warning and there's a, di-. like she had the skill set the whole time to resolve the whole movie and none of us would have had to see Die Hard. Um, <laughs> So I, I do think it's interesting that John McClane's character, even though we are led to believe by the end, uh, does not intend to apply these lessons to his life. <laughs> but he does learn the lesson that not only does his wife's skills have value and that she has a lot of value, but that the skills make more sense than the like hyper-masculine aggro cop tactics that he's been 
taught. So I think that there's a there is like a little bit there that I I liked. Uh, so I'll give it two and a half. I'm giving two nipples to the baby Grinch, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll give a half nipple to Paulina. Sure, because she deserved more. All right. I'm gonna give it one nipple. This is monopular to me, mm. <laughs> and that is the, that is the word. I'm just giving it one nipple because it, it just didn't it didn't do what it should for women. Uh, and my nipple's gonna go to Argyle because he needs it. You know what I mean? He, he Someone does. needs to milk that. Yeah. Man. Oh my God. Yeah. Poor boy. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah for what it is, and you know that that whole thing about the five the in the five movies their their relation breakdown. That's why I'm also giving it one because I'm remembering now they do they don't make it work, and that's you know what right. fuck them fuck right. them you know. Holly should have just they should have gone to couple on. counseling at the very least. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come on. They didn't make it work. Mm. Well, guys, that's, that's die it. hard. Lovely. Yeah, that's die hard. <laughs> Thank you so much Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Give it up for Aristotle. He's the best producer the in the best. entire fucking world. He's the greatest. Give it up for Deborah Di Giovanni. Yay. Thanks, guys. She's Good crowd. She's the best. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.